Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. Advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. The time is half five. You're listening to Manx Radio, but not Andy Wint. I'm Dave Moore. And this is Update. Welcome to the programme. Half an hour of the latest news in the Isle of Man, plus Max Sport, Business, Sea-Watch and travel updates, along with the newsmakers in person. Coming up, the Education Minister insists she's not resigning after the Southern Swimming Pool U-turn. And the OFT says the number of complaints it's received about Isle of Man energy have gone down drastically in the last couple of months. That's all coming up in the next half hour. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, with the update news headlines, here's Christian Jones. Fast to my. Fast to my. The Southern Swimming Pool Board says any stress and anxiety at staff experience due to the potential closure of the pool was caused by government and not by a leaked letter revealing the plan. Meanwhile, Minister Julie Edge has faced calls to resign this morning but says she won't stand down. The Office of Fair Trading says the number of complaints it's received about Isle of Man Energy has drastically fallen in the last couple of months. It's after Timwall passed a motion stopping the gas provider cutting off certain groups of people during the winter period. And Ronaldsway Met Office has issued a yellow warning for severe gales and coastal overtopping, which is expected to affect the entire island. Storm Jocelyn is forecast to bring gusts of more than 60 miles per hour in some places, with a risk of disruption and damage. In international news, a man who stabbed three people to death in Nottingham last year won't stand trial for murder after he pleaded guilty to manslaughter. A judge was told Valdo Calacane has a serious mental illness. Rishi Sunak's been defending further airstrikes against Houthi targets in Yemen. The UK Prime Minister says care was taken to avoid civilians. And Woolworths could be making a comeback onto the high street. Its sister company still operates in Germany. And its boss says Britain's on their bucket list of expansion targets. Those are the update news headlines next to six. Secure tomorrow today. With Man Benham's guidance on powers of attorney and more. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Thanks, Christian. Outbreaks of rain and drizzle at first this evening will soon clear, leaving the rest of this evening and tonight mostly dry with clear intervals and only isolated showers. The south-southwesterly wind will veer west or southwest this evening and increase to gale or severe gale force, giving gusts of 60 to 65 miles an hour in places for a time before starting to ease later in the night. Some coastal overtopping also expected for exposed coastal roads and promenades for a couple of hours around the time of high tide later this evening, which is around quarter past ten. Minimum temperature near to seven degrees Celsius. Tomorrow will be dry and bright with spells of sunshine as the strong westerly wind starts to ease later in the afternoon and evening. Temperatures reaching up to nine Celsius at best, then turning cloudy overnight as rain and drizzle arrives later in the evening and the winds start to freshen from the south or southeast. Cloudy on Thursday with further outbreaks of rain and drizzle as the wind becomes strong from the south or southwest. Top temperature around 11 Celsius. Manx Glass and Glazing are proud to be an approved contractor with Construction Isle of Man. Call the team on 674-573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate. 
Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates. The Education Minister insists she will not be resigning from her position over the handling of the Southern Swimming Pool announcement. Ms Edge was asked in the House of Keys whether her role has become untenable and if she'll resign. Certainly I'm not going to resign for following governance process for the Isle of Man government. I've followed every step of that governance process. I am not going to resign because people have not understood the process, not understood the governance structures around independent swimming pool boards. Communication. Communication, communication from my department, Mr Glover, has been with the Southern Pool Board representatives and we communicated the right way. That is the governance structure for the independent boards. My department provides a subvention to the independent board. We took the responsible decision within our budget to go and speak to the independent board of the outcome and recommendation that was being put forward to the Honourable Higher Court of Timwald. And that was what was happening. We went to the board and we discussed it. There's lots of shaking heads in this room today, which I think is absolutely not appropriate behaviour from honourable members when the department has followed all due process, all government processes, and the recommendation is a recommendation that was then to go to the honourable higher court of Timwald for debate. However, as I've said today, we will ensure that I, I am meeting, my department have already requested meetings with the other pool boards to look at the figures that have been presented to my department and the figures that are on in this report, which we received from the departments. And I think that's really important. Meanwhile, the Southern Swimming Pool Board says its confident cost-cutting measures, already made, it's already made, will keep the facility open until a new pool is built. It's after plans for the Department of Education, Sport and Culture to stop funding it were reversed when a new financial plan was presented. Lawrence Vaughan-Williams is the chair of the board. For a very relatively small amount of money, they can keep a pool open. It doesn't bother them to spend £70 million on the new landing terminal in Liverpool. But for less than half a million pounds, they wanted to close our pool. Totally politically inept. You're not going to have anything other than a 50-year-old pool at the end of the day. But what you can do is make that a very attractive place for swimmers and members of the public. But certainly the government will have to provide a degree for capital works. One of the things that the board has done was to reduce costs exponentially and the five-day opening, whilst it may not suit everybody, is actually saving a great deal of money. The closure of the cafeteria was got a lot of complaints about that, but it costs more to operate than it produced. And by monitoring costs at every particular turn, then I feel confident providing we get that subvention and provided there isn't a massive shock with oil prices that we can actually keep the pool going and that's what we're going to do. This is Manx Radio, you're listening to Update. Moving on, four government departments have overspent their budgets by almost £47 million in the last financial year. 
Health and Social Care has spent an additional £30 million. Infrastructure, Education, Sport and Culture and Home Affairs also went beyond their budgets. Treasury Minister Dr Alex Allenson has been speaking with Sean Cowper. What we've had really is quite an extraordinary year of very high inflation. We've seen the knock-on effects of interest rates. That's affected DOI in terms of their housing deficiency payments. And also we've seen wage increases trying to keep up with that inflation. And that's caused a wave of increased costs. People have noticed it in their pockets. We've noticed it as a government. And as you said, health and social care, because they employ so many people and they've had wage increases, energy cost increases, but also increases to consumables and drugs as well, as well as to off-island transfers for specialist treatment in the UK. All those have added up. So this is a way of trying to balance the books as we finish this financial year and then try to look forward to next the next financial year, which I'll be outlining in February with the budget. So it is a total of around about £47 million for these four departments. Where is that money going to come from? Okay, and I'm putting that into context with the um, Department of Health and Social Care. We're talking about around about 10% of their budget. They've had increased costs to deal with. We are not going to be drawing down from reserves. We can manage this increased spending in terms of the increased revenue that Treasury have been receiving over the last financial year. Obviously, it doesn't please me to have to come forward to Tim Walt with this, but we're doing it in an open, transparent way to reflect those increased costs. And I think it is really important that in the next financial year, we look at our budgets, we look at the way departments spend, prioritise that spend to actually deliver on those outcomes that people really want, which are things like, as you've described, described in in your various programs, being able to access GP services, being able able to access dental services, those frontline key roles that, that we really need, particularly in terms of health, but also education and home affairs. Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. So... Unfortunately, not the usual sea watch we bring to you because due to the forecast adverse weather this evening's, uh, sorry, yes, this evening's sailing has been cancelled. That's the quarter to eight. And if you have a registered account, then you can uh, log on and make a booking online with the Isle of Man Steam Packer. Also as well, the 2.15 tomorrow morning, obviously not coming in from Hesham either. The next scheduled Isle of Man Steam Packet sailing will be tomorrow morning at quarter to nine. The Manxman leaving Douglas then and arriving into Hesham at 12.30. And then returning from Hesham at quarter past two tomorrow afternoon, expected to arrive in at six. But tonight, no sailings due to the weather. Like the Steam Packet on Facebook for the latest sailing information. Children in the south of the island are being offered a warm space after school this winter despite government not providing funding for warm hubs. Arbury and Russian commissioners is offering food and craft activities for children in the parish. Commissioner Jane Glover says the authority is happy to help those who need them. This is part of what we were doing for the warm spaces and it got such a good reception that when it came to discussing what we were going to do this winter, we looked at the other offerings that were happening in the south um, and also based on attendance last year we felt that things that either had food or catered for families had been the most popular. And children were actually already asking, are you going to be doing something over winter? And the benefits of that, the children come and they just have fun. 
we've always got great craft activities, we have storytelling, we have physical activities. So there's great social benefits. Um, but if you were thinking with a warm space hat on, it also means that rather than having to, to go home, they've got somewhere warm and welcoming to go to before they go back to the house. Main motivation was to provide something for youngsters and families within the parishes. And a side benefit from that is that it does act as a warm space. It's actually a lower cost than, than you would imagine. Um, we don't have any staffing costs because everybody that helps is voluntary, um, including myself, Jenny, Viv, Sue. So there's no staffing costs, a little bit of heating costs. And uh, we, we, we provide simple food, toasties, hot dogs, and then the craft materials. And we actually had some funds still set aside for things like this. So in our particular case, um, we did actually have money in the bank that we could put towards it. And it's actually the, the parish hall, although it is administered by the commissioners, it's actually a separate trust. So there were monies that we had available. So that was very fortunate for us. We should be able to go back to our earlier story about the chair of the Office of Fair Trading saying the number of complaints it's received about Isle of Man Energy has drastically fallen in the past couple of months. It's after Timmel passed a motion stopping the gas provider, cutting off certain groups of people during the winter months. MHK Tim Glover told the House of Keys things seem to have improved. The OFT continues to work closely with Isle of Man Energy to resolve customers' billing issues. We received relatively few complaints last month concerning the billing issues compared to the significant numbers received in preceding months. Mr Speaker, this is overdue, but significant downturn in the number of complaints has so far continued into this month. Whilst we are aware of the fact that Isle of Man Energy intends to recommence with disconnections, the OFT is given to understand that the number of potential disconnections is considerably lower than the figure of 90 that was quoted in the media in November last year. It should be noted that we are talking about potential rather than actual disconnections. The number of actual disconnections should be even lower. The OFT would be interested to hear from any gas customers where it appears to them that Isle of Man Energy is not following or has not followed its disconnection policy, which can be found on the Isle of Man Energy's website. Just some uh, context to that, the complaints concerning billing issues that the OFT received from gas customers last month was fewer than 10. Uh, this month, uh, so far, we've received just two. Uh, overall, uh, the total since uh, September 2022 stands at just under 650. So that gives you uh, that we did have that tsunami of complaints and it is now coming right back down again. Manx Radio Business Briefing. Canada Life has closed its onshore bond and personal pensions operations with immediate effect, with its wealth division's focus now shifting to offshore bond products. The provider says the closed products represented about 1% of its customer base and it remained committed to the UK market where it says it can operate at scale and be competitive. The seller account and the retirement account have closed to new business from today. A statement from the firm says they will concentrate on areas of profitable growth via their businesses in the Isle of Man and Ireland. Lower than expected UK government borrowing last month has increased the possibility of tax cuts in the budget, say analysts. Borrowing, the difference between spending and tax income, fell to £7.8 billion in December, says the Office for National Statistics. Interest payments dropped sharply due to a rapid decline in inflation. Analysts say the latest figures could give the UK Chancellor more wiggle room for tax cuts. The Stock Market Report. 
Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets turned lower, losing an air of positivity seen in the previous trading session. The yen languished ahead of a closely watched policy decision by the Bank of Japan, where expectations are for the central bank to stand on its ultra-loose monetary policy settings. Oil prices were largely flat as investors monitored reports that Israel has proposed a two-month pause of fighting in Gaza, which would mark significant de-escalation in the war. Gold prices were little changed as investors looked forward to more U.S. economic data this week that could set the tone for the Federal Reserve's policy meeting next week. And Beijing's considering a possible rescue package to help bolster China's struggling stock markets reported earlier today. According to Bloomberg, citing unnamed sources, Chinese authorities are considering using around £220 billion to buy stocks in order to stabilise markets. It follows a report by State TV on Monday which said the Cabinet planned to take forceful and effective measures to stabilise markets and boost confidence. And on to the markets. The FTSE 100 7485, that's down 0.03%. The Dow Jones is at 37,813, that's down 0.5%. And the Nasdaq is at 15,345, that's down 0.09%. The exchange rates, the pound against the dollar, 1.265, and against the euro, 1.169. And in commodities, gold is at 2,025 US dollars, that's up 0.23%, with Brent at 79.6 US dollars, down 0.31%. You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, and you pay in monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future for a house, of the kids' education. £100 a month? I could easily do that. <laughs> you should. The sooner you start, the better. Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. You're listening to the Isle of Man's quintessential daily news and current affairs roundup. Update on Manx Radio. What a lot of weather we've been having lately. And there's more to come. Here's John Moss. The second named storm of the week will beat its way across the island overnight tonight. Jocelyn, and by the way, we have been naming storms for the last eight years now, will bring winds possibly up to severe gale nine overnight, that wind gradually increasing through the evening and into the night, then easing tomorrow morning. Initially this evening, it'll be from the south or southwest, but as it increases six to eight, it will veer west or southwest. And as I said, it could possibly reach gale force nine. Predictably, steam packet sailings for the Manxman have been cancelled through the rest of today and overnight. The next scheduled sailing is on Wednesday tomorrow morning from 8.45am from Douglas to Hesham. The strong winds, coupled with the rain we've enjoyed for some time now, will threaten some trees. You may have seen the mighty tree that came down opposite Mulcrease Motors this morning, roots and all. Just as a side note, the branches spreading out from the tree are known as the ramification. That's where we get the expression ramification, referring to the effects of something spreading out. Fascinating, eh? So what will the next storm be called? It's not expected this month. It'll be called Kathleen. It'll be followed by Lillian, Minnie, Nicholas, Olga, Piet, Regina, Stuart, Tamiko, Vincent and Hualet. Looking ahead to next week, it's expected it will be windy from the west and wet, or mild and moist, if you prefer. Enjoy. Manx Radio Sport. 
Faster My, Darren Timpson. Faster My, good evening. The nominations for the 2023 Alaman Sports Awards have been announced, with the question star Yasmin Ingham up for her fourth award, with her last being in 2022. Cyclist Elizabeth Holden will compete with Ingham for the Sportswoman of the Year after she won her first career race in June 2023. England international prop Bevan Rod is amongst those named in the men's category. Bevan, who went to school on the island, represented England at the 2023 World Cup as he scored his first international try of his career at the tournament in a 71-0 victory over Chile in the pool stages. Elsewhere on the men's list, Joe Yeardsley, who debuted at the Manx Grand Prix in 2023, won the senior race while setting a new lap record of 122.051 miles per hour in the process. The Alaman women's cricket and netball teams are amongst those nominated for Sports Team of the Year. Three island grapplers have headed to Paris this week to compete in the 2024 International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation G European Championships this week. After a successful 2023 tournament, fighters Lucas Borsiak and Haley Curtis will be hoping to go one step further this time after winning bronze last year. Meanwhile, newcomer Colin Everdin will make his first appearance at the competition. Two Isleman Dart Stars represented the island in the World Disability Cymru Classic and Open in Cumbrand over the weekend. Seasoned player Darren Kennish, who has been nominated for Disability Sports Person of the Year, made the final and semi-final in the Classic and Open respectfully, competing in the wheelchair event. Elsewhere, relative newcomer Callum Brew took part in the standing events and was knocked out in the round of 16. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Starting at the airport and the Logan Air flight at 6 o'clock to Liverpool in less than 10 minutes is scheduled to uh, depart as usual. In terms of arrival, the Logan Air flight from London City is due to arrive at 10 to 8, showing on time, as is the Logan Air flight from Liverpool. The return coming in to Ronaldsway at 5 to 8, also showing on time. On to the roads. Resurfacing work continues at Braddon Bridge. In Douglas, there are temporary lights at the bottom end of Summer Hill on Victoria Road near Linden Grove, and a section of Switzerland Road is closed for construction work. There's also temporary lights on Lord Street near the bus station. And in Onken, temporary lights on King Edward Road between Gradle and the A2. Silverdale Road is closed in the south between the uh, Ballamorda and the Fildraw Road. And there are closures in phases in Colby on the Balakil Ferric Road as well. In Port Aaron, a short section of the Bradder Road is closed at Bradder East for tree trimming. And north of Port Aaron, the Serby Mill Road is closed to Peel. Temporary lights on Ramsey Road near Battery Lane. And temporary closures on uh, Balalai Road in uh, the south of Kirk Michael. Up in Andrus, the Keondreg Road is closed in phases and there are temporary lights on the Coast Road in Smale. Also temporary lights on West Kimrick Road in Bride. Mackle, there are temporary lights on the uh, Coast Road, but they are only in operation from half nine in the morning till half three in the afternoon. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre with one year's free engine warranty from Castrol. Get more with... The Isle of Man Fire and Rescue Service are looking to employ full-time and retained firefighters. Richard Little is a leading fireman with the service. So it's quite a physical job, um, so you have to be uh, reasonably uh, fit and healthy, um, but also a sense of community spirit. Um, ideally, I mean, our job is to help save people, to help the community. So if you're the kind of person that wants to help your community, do some good and have a rewarding and exciting career, then it could be for you. And the qualifications um, that were required 
would be um, GCSE English or maths or single science at grade C or above or a recognised equivalent or there's the option to sit and pass the National Firefighter Ability Test. Is there a shortage of firefighters? Uh, there, no, no. It's um, As you probably imagine, it's quite a popular career choice. Um, we do get quite a few candidates uh, entering, but yeah, by all means, put an application in. Um, one minute you could be going to like put a fire out, could be a car fire, house fire. You could be going to an ambulance assist. Um, you could be dealing with flooding. You could be dealing with a wildfire. It could be a kitchen fire. Um, it could be people stuck in a lift. Um, it could be it could be pretty much anything. Because it's so varied and we're trained in all these skills, when the bells go down, you don't know what it is until you get that slip of paper that tells you what the job is and where you're going. The closing date for both retained and whole time uh, positions is the 23rd of February. The retained stations are doing pop-in sessions. So if you want to pop in, uh, speak to the crews in your area, see what it's about, meet the people. Um, Kirk Michael doing one on the 22nd of Jan, Laxi on the 23rd. Peel the 24th, Russian the 25th, Ramsey the 31st, and Castletown the 1st of February. And that's it for update compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to Chris, uh, newsreader Christian Jones and producer Amy Griffiths. Now, many listeners on the island and elsewhere have been kind enough to say they like and enjoy half an hour of nothing but Manx news and often listen to a week's worth of updates as podcasts to get a flavour of the Isle of Man. To you, them, and updates, listen again and podcast audience, we appreciate your comments. So if you like Manx Radio on Facebook, subscribe to Manx Radio's YouTube channel. And if you use X, follow Manx Radio and your feed will tell you the moment the update podcast is published and available to listen to, usually within half an hour of the end of the broadcast. And if you're an update podcast listener anywhere in the world at any time, day or night, thanks for making Update the Isle of Man's most subscribed to news podcast. Update and Max Radio's other 79 series of podcasts are available on the Amazon Music and Audible podcasting services and plenty of other places as well. That's it. I'll be back again tomorrow.